This is the OTP, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Healthcare coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. With Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith, and we welcome you to the OTPQs in advance of 615 Day. So we're going to hit a couple of things right here. First of all, let's talk about 615 Day. Yes. It's a few days away. It's actually next week mm-hmm. on Tuesday. June 15th. June 15th. 615. We're wearing the 615 t-shirts, 615 Nashville t-shirts. I'm sure we'll tweet out a picture of us in the t-shirts. Absolutely we okay, will. Okay, great. But how can people get involved with 615 Day, which is something the Titans are very involved with? Well, the Titans are going to be all around the 615 as the kids would say. As the kids would say. As the kids would say. The Titans are going to be everywhere. There's going to be pop-up shops, and there's going to be cheerleaders and T-Rack and giveaways. There's so many different things. So the best way for you to get all the 615 Day info is to go to Twitter. The 411 on the 615. The 411 on the 615. Isn't that cool? Yes. Go to Twitter. Follow the Titans on Twitter. That's the best way to get all the updates on where the crew is going to be because they're going to be on the move. But if you want these cool T-shirts that you and I are wearing, you can get them in a couple different places. First, TennesseeTitans.com. That's the best place to get all your merch anyway. Also, they are at the Team Pro Shop at the stadium right now. And don't they have like neighborhood, different neighborhoods on them? Well, Mike, Keith, I'm so glad you asked because on 615 Day, day. the Tennessee Titans, their last stop of the day is going to be the 12 South Farmers Market in Sevier Park. That is the final destination for the Tennessee Titans. They'll be there from 4 until 7 p.m. And at that location, they're going to have a screen printing machine. Oh. So on our shirts, for those of you who see the picture, it says 615 real big. That will be on every shirt. Ours say Nashville right. because that's where we are right now. But you can get them screen printed at Severe Park at that final location with your neighborhood. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, so, so if that's you, how they're going to do that. If you live in... The Gulch, if you live in Sylvan the nations, Park. if you live in Sylvan Park, you go up, say, hey, I want mine to say the Gulch. I want mine to say Music City. And they will screen print your neighborhood on the shirt. So you can kind of rep your hood. All right. So you should be following Tennessee Titans on Twitter anyway. You should be. You should be. Yep. Everybody else you know is, so why aren't you? Right. But that's the best way to keep up with 615 Day, which is June the 15th. But also TennesseeTitans.com has information. The Pro Shop has some of the T-shirts now. TennesseeTitans.com has some of the T-shirts now. And then on 615 Day, the final stop, again, it's at the Farmer's Market. Severe Park. Okay. The Farmer's Market, 4 to 7 p.m. on 615 Day. That's Tuesday, June 15th. See, I think it's the whole thing is a really cool idea. Oh, it's so cool. It's such a cool way to celebrate Nashville. And I used so many cool youth lingos you did. just then. You did. Yeah, I've been studying Twitter you pretty You really hardcore. have. Mm-hmm. Last Sunday was Julio Jones Day in, <laughs> in the 615. I think every day is Julio Jones Day in the 615 so right now. So I spoke this past Monday at the Amanda Young Golf Tournament. It's a, it's a golf tournament that is done to benefit fighting children's cancer, and they've done it for 19 years, and it's absolutely a fantastic cause by some friends who've who've just done great things, 
after losing Amanda Young 20 years ago. They've turned that into something very, very positive to help people and make a difference. And they're, and they're really continuing to do great things. And so most years I get to speak at the dinner and we get up and talk a little ball and take some questions. It's just, it's just fun. So this past Monday I spoke. And the minute I said the name Julio Jones, everybody in the crowd just started clapping. <laughs> That's the way the week has been. Yes. Doing radio shows, doing TV hits, being on podcasts, different areas, talking to people as you're in different places around town, filling up with gas the other night. Some guy starts yelling, tighten up, tighten up. It's been a great week. Yeah. This has been a very fun week, and I know that – Everywhere you go, people want to stop and talk about Julio Jones. Every single place you go. It's so cool. The buzz is something you can feel. People are fired up about this team. Everywhere you look on social media, there's memes and edits and really cool things about Julio. It's been fun. I wish we could do something like this every week. And now he's been through a practice. He's been through a press availability. And you watched him work on the practice field. You saw him in the press availability. And you see the professionalism of this guy. They have added a pro. 100%. He is, and we've said before, he's a pro's pro. Everything he did, he did with precision. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, especially in a practice at this point in the off-season program, you don't always get that super crisp precision, especially out of a vet. You know, they know what they're doing. This is kind of conditioning more than anything. But every mark was exact. Every movement he made was intentional. And that was just so refreshing to see or kind of unexpected for me. I knew he was good. I knew that he was a vet. I knew that he was going to do things the right way. I didn't know it was going to be so clean cut and that he was going to be so precise. Fun to watch. Going to be fun to watch what comes up this coming week in minicamp. Titans will practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as they they get more people on the field and, and have a bigger opportunity to get a chance to work, and Julio Jones is expected to take part in that. So Julio has been a great part of the story. I wonder what part of the story he will be as part of the OTPQs as we are taking your questions today on the OTP. You, the OT people, are the feature of this program. And Amy Wells has compiled questions, and we are ready to go. Amy Wells, fire away. Mike Keith, I'm going to let you know that probably 65, 70% of these are about Julio Jones. That's fine. So just put your Julio hat on. My Julio hat. Get ready to go. But we've got a lot of questions, a lot of really good questions this time around. The OT people really showed up. So we're going to get started Right out of the gate, Vicky has a very pointed question for you. Vicky from Chattanooga says, Mike Keith, have you come up with a Julio Jones touchdown call yet? No, I, I mean, I don't think so. I don't know that I've ever come up with individual player touchdown calls. That's not really your bag? That's not really how you do it? I don't – no, I mean, it's – I hadn't really thought about that. I didn't mean to stump you so No, it's okay. On. It's okay. But usually, I mean, it's just about the Titans, and it's about the moment and the situation. The only time we did that was uh, we played January 2nd, 2000, and I had thought about it beforehand. If Frank Wycheck caught a touchdown pass, I was going to say, 
Frank Y2K check. I don't know if you'll remember this. Oh, I definitely remember. You do? The Y2K madness. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Well, they forced us to go to Pittsburgh a full day early because they did not want us traveling on January 1st. In case the computer shut In case down. everything went wrong. You know, th- there really was a worry. And we went pretty early in the day on the 31st. And so we were up there for two days. That's where I rang in Y2K is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And so, yeah, Frank caught two touchdown passes. And so the first one, it was Frank Y2K check. And nobody ever heard it. Nobody said anything about it. <laughs> it was it was like, I, I thought it was really clever. And I thought I was really funny. And the guys in the booth seemed to like it. They were like, hey, yeah, that's really great. Maybe they were just humoring me. But no fan ever said anything. Nobody ever, you know. Hmm. Six days later, the Music City Miracle happened, so it really yeah. So everything turned out. It turned out. Okay out it turned out you. okay, but I. I mean, no, I. I don't know. Maybe I mean sometimes you end up doing things when guys make spectacular plays, like when when Derrick Henry does it, or AJ Brown does it, or Tannehill, or I mean there are certain things, but no, for us it's always been more about just touchdown titans, which came from the fact that because I was with the Vol Network before and and John Ward always said touchdown Tennessee, or he would say touchdown Tennessee, we never wanted to say touchdown Tennessee because we didn't want to in any way, shape, or form steal what they were already doing. We right. wanted to be respectful of that. So, yeah, I, that, that, I'm sure we'll we'll have some fun moments with him. I certainly hope so. But, no, nothing yet. Nothing yet. All right. If Vicky has a suggestion, I'll be glad to take it. Though. Oh, gosh, I hope she does. Yes. I would love to hear the Julio touchdown call suggestions. They're probably pretty good. Probably pretty good. All right. This one is from Babette. 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 What I a know. lovely name. It's beautiful. She asks, do players really have a choice as to where they go in free agency or who will pick them? Did Julio really care where he went, just that he went somewhere? You certainly have choices in free agency. Sometimes you have choices in trades based on the fact if you're a veteran and it works for the team and it works for for you, that's great. I'm sure that Atlanta wanted to trade him out of the NFC. I'm sure they didn't want to see him. They may have known through his agent that Tennessee would be okay, but in most cases in the NFL, no. In free agency, yes, you have choices. But in trades, no. In the draft, absolutely not. Unless there are situations where people know, and this hasn't come up in years, but, you know, John Elway would not play in Baltimore, made it absolutely clear he wasn't going to play for the Colts. You've had situations where Eli Manning was not going to play for the Chargers, but not often. You know, it doesn't it doesn't happen very often, Babette. Jason from Columbia, Missouri, asks, if the Titans were going to restructure contracts to sign Julio Jones, why didn't they restructure contracts to re-sign guys like Corey Davis or Jonu Smith? Because you're going to hold your restructures as far as you can if you're John Robinson. You did not want to do the restructures in March. You want to do the restructures as late as you can because, A, you don't want to do a lot of them, and, B, you want to have that option available. So if you can make a move for Julio Jones or sign another free agent or whatever down the line, then that option is available to you. Had you done it then, in March, you would have taken the option off the table. Speaking of options, 
Andrew from Cookville, Tennessee, asks, with the addition of Julio Jones, do we make a play for Zach Ertz, too? Sounds like a crazy good offense. It would be, maybe. I mean, I don't know what they want for Zach Ertz. He's another really big salary. He's not as big as Julio's. Uh, The Titans have already given up a draft pick next year. And remember this, Amy, next year's draft is supposed to be outstanding because so many of the players who would have come out this year didn't. This year's draft was kind of thin, particularly toward the back end. Next year's draft is going to be very heavy. A lot of great prospects up and down the draft. So my feeling is giving up another draft pick would not be something that John Robinson wants to do unless he could potentially give up another draft pick maybe another year if it was a 23. He's already given up a four in 23 for Julio Jones, but you know maybe there's a way to do that somehow, some way. Doesn't seem as likely with this move having been made, but the further it goes, who knows what the offers might be. With John Robinson, we know this, rule out nothing. We discussed for three weeks how hard it would be for teams and the Falcons to put together the Julio Jones trade because of all the things that would factor in. But we also said, never rule out John Robinson. And sure enough, there he goes. He makes the deal. So again, I'll reiterate, never rule out JR about anything. I think that's good advice just all the way around. Yes, never rule out John Robinson. Here's a question about the offense as a whole with Julio. This is from Twitter. With a new offensive coordinator coming in and with Ryan Tannehill and the rest of the Titans learning a new offensive system, I want to know how Julio is going to fit in offensively, and I want to know if we're going to be a little bit more balanced on offense. Well, I think the Titans were balanced on offense. You know, they threw the ball better last year than they have in any year since mm, 2003. So, That was really the incredible thing was how effectively they threw the football in a year that they had a 2,000-yard rusher. I don't think anything changes. I think the strength of the offense will be the balance, and I think they'll use Julio all over the place. So I think the versatility of Jones, the versatility of A.J. Brown, the versatility of Josh Reynolds, the versatility of Anthony Ferkser, I think all of that's going to be utilized along with Derrick Henry and Darrington Evans, who's really having a nice offseason, and you know some of these other guys that are going to factor in on the offense as well. There may be another tight end added. There may be another receiver added before we play a real game in September. We'll see. But to me, the balance is what's going to be the best thing about Todd Downing's offense in 2021. All right, our final of the Julio questions. Oh, wow. We have – Reached the end of okay. our Julio time. And this one is about his impact on the Titans' defense. This is from Matt from Rockling, California. He asks, how does the addition of Julio Jones realistically help our own defense? With young players such as Farley, Fulton, and Molden rounding out our secondary, does it give our defense an edge up to practice daily against elite wideouts such as Julio and A.J.? Does it help a young play caller in Shane Bowen learn how to call coverages? Do practice reps against those guys actually help, or is it not really even the same thing? Yes and no. Okay. Okay, so yes in training camp. Yes in those sorts of drills where you're in late July, August, into September. No once you get into the season because ones don't spend tons of time against ones. 
generally the number one offense practices against a scout defense, which is set up for the other team, and vice versa. The number one defense practices against a scout offense. So, yeah, I mean, they'll see him some, and, and they'll go against A.J. some, and, you know, those are good reps. You can learn things, and sometimes a guy like A.J. Brown or Julio Jones will say to a defensive back, hey, here's what I like to do in these situations. Keep an eye on this guy for Jacksonville or this guy for Indianapolis or this guy for Kansas City because he does the same thing I do. So it can, but I, I don't think it's a major major factor because outside of camp they don't practice against each other that much Mike Keith I would like to take a little bit of a turn and that turn is to special teams all right well let me do this I'll take a turn and say let the experts at Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it when you need great health care coverage at a price you can afford they've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947 that was a good turn thank you turn that was nice Justin from Antioch now that the wide receiver depth chart looks to be better what are we going to do at kicker? He really just went from one end to the other here. Did Tucker McCann impress while he was on the practice squad last year? Is the undrafted guy any better? I feel like this is the last question on the roster. Let's see. He says his name, Hobbiel. Hobbiel is how it ends up being pronounced from Ohio State. Okay. Blake Hobbiel is so impressive physically. He's 6'4", 230. And when he hits the ball and you hear it, it makes a, a noise like you wouldn't believe. It's like, whoa, I was I actually had a chance and we're gonna do this for an upcoming feature on something. I don't know where we'll run it. We'll probably run it a lot of places. I stood with John Robinson at practice earlier this week. And we were both mic'd and I had never stood on the practice field before in my entire life. I've been on the sidelines. I've been in the end zones. But I had never been on the field. That's crazy. It was crazy. And one of the things we did is we were behind Hobbeel and McCann and watched them kick. McCann is a is a good sized guy. He's six feet, he's two hundred and fifteen pounds. Hobbeel is six four, two thirty-three, as I mentioned. And man, he can flat hit it. Both those guys are kicking it real well right now. I think what they're gonna do, just my opinion is I think they're going to let those two guys go to camp and see if they can win the job. And if they can't, then you bring in a veteran. But if they can, then maybe you've got your kicker for years to come. I like that. I think that's, I think that's where this is going. All right. More to come in training camp. Absolutely. Armando from Mexico City. I love the fact that Monty Rice was a Titans fan from his childhood. That's the dream of all of us. What do you think about this, and do you think there are any advantages or disadvantages to playing for the team that you also cheer for? There's no disadvantage. I mean, it's a, it's a great thing for Monty Rice to have been here, to have followed this team, to have passion about it. Uh, it doesn't do anything but help him because he's, he's obviously very fired up and had a good day at practice on Thursday. I mean, this is a guy who's who's coming on. So I don't think it's a a major boost. You know, it doesn't give him any extra advantage except for the fact that he's got a level of excitement that maybe your average rookie doesn't have in that situation. I think it's more cool than anything else. 
Josh from Bronx, New York asks, how do you think Anthony Ferkser will do this year as the lead tight end? Can you envision him having a sneaky big year with defenses being so busy with Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones? I think he's going to have a big year anyway because I think they're going to count on him. You know, he was the Titans' leading third down receiver a year ago. He had a really nice season. Do I think he has 75 catches for 1,000 yards? I don't know about that. But, I, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a very effective player in this system because, A, he knows how to get open, and, B, the quarterback counts on him. Ryan Tannehill believes in him, counts on him. He's going to throw him the football. Sure, I think he'll have a good year. So he's not going to be sneaky big. It's actually going to be big. I think he may actually be big. Yeah, I think it may be. It may not be massive. It may not be Pro Bowl worthy in terms of the, you know, the numbers that some of the tight ends seem to garner that that get them that extra attention. But is he part of the attack? Absolutely, he is. All right, we're switching over to defense now. It's time. Constantine from Berlin, Germany asks, who is the biggest sleeper on the Titans' defensive line? Who's going to take the biggest step this season? Tier Tart. Totally remade his body. Really been working hard. I, I think Tier Tart, when you put him with Jeffrey Simmons and you put him with Danico Autry and you see these guys who work together, I, I think he's going to be a really good player because I think one thing about Tier is he's got some pass rush ability that you don't expect from the plugger. You know, he's the guy that you think of on first and second down, but he's got some more athleticism. He, he I think, takes a big step this year. This is from Mark from Madison, Tennessee. Titans have high financial investment players who are recovering from or dealing with injuries. Right. Do we have any updates on players like Taylor Lewan, Bud Dupree, Caleb Farley, and Elijah Molden? Molden's back on the practice field, so everything seems to be okay with him. In terms of Bud Dupree, haven't seen him yet. Can't speak to that. Caleb Farley, haven't seen him yet. Can't speak to that. I think we can say safely – that Taylor Lewan is very optimistic about his knee recovery and very hopeful that he's ready to go for the start of training camp. I don't know if he does anything next week, but I think he feels very good about his conditioning and his recovery overall. Which is good news all the way Sure, around. sure. I think he's very positive and very confident. When you come back from an ACL, the thing that you want first and foremost is confidence that you feel good about it so you don't think about it. And I think in listening to him talk about it, I think it's very obvious that he feels confident that he has made a, a very good recovery. Sean from Bluemont, Virginia asks, do you think the pass rush will be more aggressive this year? Jim Schwartz does not seem like a guy who likes to blitz very often. Well, Jim Schwartz is not calling the defense. Jim Schwartz is a consultant on defense. Shane Bowen is going to call the defense. I think the pass rush is going to look a lot more aggressive because I think it's just going to be better. I think they're better pass rushers. Do I think they send, you know, the kitchen sink all the time? No. I mean, I, I think they sent the kitchen sink a bunch last year. They didn't get there. And that's right. what it that's what it comes down to. Go back and watch the games and see the different rush combinations and you will see they tried all sorts of things. They didn't get home. This bunch is going to have a chance to get home because they're better at it. They improved the overall pass rush of this team through Bud Dupree, 
through Danico Autry. Maybe Rashad Weaver gets a chance to take part in that. Some of the younger guys that are, you know, I mentioned Tier Tart, but you're also talking about some of the younger OLBs on the roster. Ola Daney is another guy they brought in from Pittsburgh who has a chance to get in that rotation. To me, they weren't good enough. That's why they remade the secondary. That's why they brought in the pieces up front. That's why they drafted what they drafted. I don't think scheme is going to be the issue. And, and again, they're going to blitz some. And Swartz will certainly advise Shane Bowen on how that works, but it's Shane Bowen's defense. This leads me in very nicely to a question from Deborah from Nashville. Deborah. Deborah says she is very concerned about the current state of the outside linebackers. She wants to know if you believe the communication issues that several players mentioned last year have been addressed. Yes. All right. There you go, Deborah. Deborah, I think we're going to be just fine there. I I think overall the fact that you're having this group together in this way is a big deal. The fact that Jadevian Clowney didn't get here until September 6th, the fact that Adoree Jackson didn't practice for a lot of the year and got hurt the week of the Denver game and that changed things in the secondary, the fact that Jayon Brown went out in the Baltimore game and didn't return – I think having these pieces back in place now is a big deal. The fact that a lot of these guys are getting work in June and then you're going to have people at the start of training camp. Again, I think Jadevian Clowney will play well for Cleveland because I think he'll be healthy. But I also like the fact that on their behalf, he got there in the first of May, you know. For the Titans, I like the fact you made the trade for Julio Jones in June and that he got out on the field in June, and that he's going to be there for the start of training camp. I think those sorts of things, when you have the opportunity to build that rapport, it's a big deal. The other thing, too, is if they do play in preseason games, even if it's just a little bit, that's a help in terms of overall communications. But I I don't think outside linebacker communication is going to be a problem at all. David has an interesting question. He says, I'm a military veteran, and I have a question concerning rookies to the National Football League. Do the Titans or any other team have a veteran group or organization that helps them adjust to life with newfound money and helping them with their mental health in such a new environment? Yes. I mean, that's something that every team in the league does, and it's much more extensive now then when I became part of this organization nearly a quarter of a century ago, they do a lot of training on a weekly basis with these players. Every week. Every week. Every week through the season, they're doing it now. You know, they take an extra week after the veteran players leave that the rookies stay behind. They have tons of seminars about managing your money, about taking care of different things, about working with your family. It's much more extensive than what it was because – As these guys come into the NFL, they're younger and younger. When I arrived in the late 90s, the majority of the players would come in having spent four or five years in college. Now, a lot of these guys have spent two and a half years in college. They've gone from 22 or 23 years old to 20. Right. And just turned 20. And so – Many, many of those guys, they've never written a check. They've never, you know, they, maybe they've had a bank account or whatever, but they don't, they don't know how to pay bills. They don't know about insurance. Things that most of us didn't know about as we finished college. Some we did, but not, not all. And these guys, to, to the point about the question, 
for these guys, it's even more extensive based on the fact that they come in. I mean, even if you're a sixth, seventh round pick, you've still got a lot of money compared to what most of us made at that age. So, yeah, it's a it's really important, and the Titans do that really, really well. We're rounding this edition of OTPQs out with a final question that you might not have an answer to, Mike Keith, but we're going to give it a but shot. But I'll make one up. I know you will. Will fans be allowed at training camp? I want to go to camp, but I keep hearing about construction. I think it's a long shot because I don't see how you're going to do it at St. Thomas Sports Park. Will there be some opportunities at Nissan Stadium? That feels more likely, but not what people have been used to at St. Thomas Sports Park because Amy Adams-Strunk is building the new building and the old building, which is being retrofitted and the majority of that will be used by football staff and football players and football team. And then the new building, which we will move into at some point, but it's not going to be complete by the start of training camp. And Jim Wyatt has alluded to this in his columns as well at TennesseeTitans.com. If you're thinking about how it's always been that you could come to practice at St. Thomas Sports Park, I don't see how that happens in 2021. And that's just my opinion. That's not official yet. But I, I don't think that's this year. And maybe we'll go back to that. It's, it's not about COVID. It's not about it, – it's truly about just the logistics of where cranes are and where dump trucks are and where gravel is and fencing and pipe and – It's a full construction site. It's a full site. construction site. It, it really, really is. Mike Keith, this concludes the questions from the OT people. The OT people are wonderful. Tell them how they can uh, ask questions week in, week out, and we will gather them more. TennesseeTitans.com slash OTPQ. TennesseeTitans.com slash OTPQ. That is where the form is to submit the questions. I check it all the time. I just want to know what people are kind of talking about and what questions they have. So love seeing your questions. Love putting them all together and getting some answers. Question for you. What did you think of Julio Jones' choice of number two? I love it. And I loved his explanation about A.J. Brown being 11, so one plus one is two, and two times 11 is 22. He wanted the three of them to be a little numerical set, and I thought that was so nice. I loved it. I lo- you know I love the story. I was just so happy it wasn't 82. It's ugly. 82 is an ugly number. It, it, Two is a great-looking number. Yeah, well, I mean, Ugh. for him, because he was eight at Alabama, and he could have taken eight because James Smith, the rookie undrafted punter, would have, you know, done whatever he Would have told. given it yes. to him. So he could have done that. But eighty. when I heard 82 was his high school number, I'm like, oh, that's awful. Yeah, please. Julio Jones in 82? Yeah, no, that would have been Boo. terrible. I, I would have – had words. I don't think you would like cared about my words, but I would have had them. I like two. I like two. I think it looks great. It I was does looking look... at it on the practice field. You know I talk about ugly numbers and good numbers. I know. Two is a great number. On him especially. It looks great. It does. Ugh. It does. Yes. People are going to buy a jersey. You know what else I like too is Rhett Bryan, our good friend from Titans Radio, has already dubbed Tannehill, Jones, Brown, and Henry as the four horsemen. I like that a lot. I like it, too. I think it's a cool theme. Yeah, it's a, I like that. We should ride with it all. Ah, uh, <laughs> look at you. Yeah, but really, we should. That's I a, think it's neat. Yeah. And because of that, with 
Amy Wells actually making a dad joke with Father's Day approaching. <laughs> yeah. It's time to go. I've been on fire today. You've been <laughs> you've been on fire. Farm Bureau Health Plans, of course, presents the OTP. And we remind you one more time about 615 Day. 615 Day is on Tuesday, June 15th. 615. There you go. All over. We're going to be all over the place. So please, please, please check out Titans Twitter. That's the best way to figure out where the team is going to be. There are giveaways. There are prizes to be won. And, of course, you want the 615 Day t-shirts. They're cool. Like, they're actually cool. We look cool right now. Well, I don't, you look cool. You look cool, too, Mike. Well, thank you. I and if they make Mike look cool, imagine wow. what they'll do for you. And there's got to be a shot. Thank you. Let's wrap it up, Mike. For Amy Wells, I'm Mike Key. Thanking you for listening to the insult bill. <laughs> Just one. Where the legends go, everybody knows it's our house. Fighting for Tennessee, making history. Greatness is meant to be ours now. Hey, we got Titan blood running through our veins.